0: everyone in australia and welcome to everyone listening across the world this evening it is wednesday midweek in australia and tuesday evening for the rest of the world just a reminder, if you're listening live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube and Twitch, we have the lovely Payo waiting to take your comments and questions and to send you links regarding today's show. Now don't forget, if you miss any of these shows, you can catch them up on Binge TV networks in the USA and on the Tony TV channel app on all Roku, LG and Samsung smart TVs across the planet. This is my co-hosted show with the gorgeous Kez Wickham St George. A Conversation with Kez is a show about authors, produced by authors and about all things to do with books, writing and authors. And we try and fit in a little bit of art where we can. Kez is an international bestseller in her own right, and she believes passionately in helping people tell their stories through writing. Not only does she write bestsellers in her spare time, she also coaches and helps aspiring authors get their books out and done. Today, we have another show favorite with us. Not only is Suni the co-author of The Colors of Me, but she has an amazingly beautiful poetry book called Embody. Now, Sonny is a cross-cultural seeker of deep knowing. She writes stories of self-discovery to encourage people to accept themselves as who they are and live life on their own terms. Her tales of her character's definitive moments are on their life journey. The mystical and spiritual are interwoven into her storytelling and also her multicultural background. Suni is of Indian descent, born in Mexico, raised in Colombia, and now resides in the United States, which gives her an amazing life perspective. Suni loves traveling, reading, writing, and indulging in meditation, yoga, and aromatherapy. She holds a Bachelor of Arts in Biology and Society, a Master of Management in Hospitality with Cornell University, a Master of Science in Complementary Alternative Medicine. Uh, medicine rather from American College of Healthcare Sciences, and she's currently pursuing a Doctor of Divinity with the University of Metaphysical Sciences. How glorious does that sound! A Doctor of Divinity. She's worked in hospitality before practicing as a wellness coach. She's certified as an integrative nutritional health coach, an international certified health coach, a Reiki master, registered aromatherapist, certified crystal energy guide intuitive and an angel guide. And with all of that, she still manages to write and educate and has now produced her first of three poetry books called Embody. So, welcome to the show, SUNY. Good morning, Kez. I'm so glad to have both of you here today. I'm going to hand over the reins to Kez for a while and let them chat. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Sonny. Good, good evening
1: to me, but good morning to you, ladies. <laughs> You're looking <laughs> well. We about that,
2: don't we? Thank you. <laughs> Sonny, I'd like to ask you a question. So can we start at the beginning? Um, You talk about your journey up to this point in time. So what can you tell the audience about your journey? What what brought you into writing? What brought you into studying divinity? Let us know who Sonny is.
1: Well, my journey is um, a journey of self-discovery. That is why I write about those topics, because... I feel as if I went um, through my life sort of following whatever opportunities came to me and I did seize them, but it wasn't until I turned to writing that I started wanting to reveal what it is that I wanted for myself as opposed to just Either what I thought others people, other people wanted of me, or the opportunities that presented themselves. And, and this was part of the reason that for me in particular, writing and spirituality or whatever I've done has have been sort of joined um, practices uh, because my foray into writing for myself was self-reflection, uh, introspection. And a lot of it came from. Um, a lot of the studies that I, that I went into, I would read things and then kind of sit back and consider what that was for me. And it was through that process that I started wanting to write stories, um, so that it wasn't just my own self-reflection, but also expression of what I was learning about myself. Mm. And did you find
2: that as you were learning about yourself, you went deeper and deeper into who you were? Oh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and 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 that was one of the things that I think writing did for me was that it opened up um, an, uh, I guess a way for me to learn to be, to to learn my, about myself to learn about who I was what my interests were um, what brought me joy what um, brought me um, you know passion I, And in fact uh, I used to wonder. How it was that people could feel passionate about what they did. I was enthusiastic, but not necessarily passionate, until I found writing, um, and it wasn't until that point that I, that it all sort of came together. But that wouldn't have happened, um, you know, if it w- if it was uh, if I didn't have that opportunity for self reflection.
2: Yeah, I agree. Tony,
0: Sunny, so, um, you've got such wonderful uh certifications and qualifications and as i mentioned in the intro you're now studying doctor of divinity um can you tell and you've got an indian background and a diverse um travel history and life experience what do those particular practices mean to you in terms of um did you discover them as you went along did that encourage you to go deeper into certain practices and how did you integrate that into your writing
1: um I would say I discovered them as I went along um a lot of it came either from my family background or from travel or from growing up in in Colombia because there just is an affinity towards uh a lot of that Type of, um, I I would say, you know, either alternative healing or that kind of um, sort of exploration. Uh, And then when I started working in hospitality, I specifically uh, was focused on spas and wellness centers. And that also brought in, you know, exposure to um, a lot of healing modalities that then I wanted to explore for myself. it was also a process of self-discovery in the sense that in trying to figure out what brought me joy and what brought me passion i just started looking at anything and everything that presented itself to me yeah. uh and yeah. you know became i guess a student just really in search for um what was a, a what brought me deeper deeper meaning and so because it's all part of my life it comes into my writing um and it's something that i incorporate either characteristics that my characters have or things that they decide to explore themselves and so that's how i share a lot of um the knowledge i guess that the or the lessons that i've acquired
0: fantastic Mm.
1: Kiz.
2: um i've read empower and i loved it as you know well, what I liked about it was um, you had little wee, like a ditties in there. I don't know if you've got a, dit- a, a ditty is like six <laughs> lines, but the one about cup of tea, I loved it because it's, I, could, <laughs> I could almost sing along with it. You know, it was just amazing. <laughs> the way you wrote such deepness and three pages along, we'd have a light-hearted laugh along with me. And I really saw inside Sonny. So when you wrote the book, into, uh, you went into your foray of, poetry writing, what prompted you to write in that? Because there's six different genres in there. There's (laughs) lighthearted, there's sad, there's fullness, there's love, there's despair. And I know that's what poets do because I've written a little bit of poetry, but I try and keep it lighthearted. And suddenly when I read your book, I realized I don't have to be lighthearted about it. I can be sad and put that onto paper as well. I can be anything and put that into a poetry form. So what led you into writing such a a bountiful book?
1: It is a great question, guys. And I'll tell you honestly, (laughs) when I started writing poetry, I didn't intend to do anything with it um, in the sense that the poetry just became a form of me to express what was going on in my life, in my day-to-day, and sometimes there were deep moments, sometimes there were hard, sad moments, sometimes there were light moments, sometimes I was drinking a cup of tea, and that spurred, you know, a, a, a sort of a lighthearted type of um, poem. And I think in the process of writing, um, I was just open to life experiences in a way that i had not been before um what was interesting in terms of the poetry is that it opened up even a connection within myself that i wasn't aware of uh and a form of expression that i hadn't allowed for myself and mm-hmm. it just came in whatever came um and that's why the 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 there's such a range <laughs> of uh, poetry because yeah. it, i think it just reflects life i mean we don't always have happy moments and sad moments and angry moments or whatever. It's, it's you know, it's kind of a cycle and an ebb and flow. And that's that's what I put out. And that's kind of what I was um, opening myself up to, to express. I noticed
2: the difference between one of your, one of the poems that I wrote a long time ago and one of the and it was about friends, uh, friendships. And I thought um, different words meant the same thing. And, and that's what fascinates me about writers. Um, authors, anyone that does poetry or stories, we write so differently. But at the end of the day, it's the same message. Mm -hmm. It's like friendship comes from family and friendship. Uh, It makes the world tick over, doesn't it? I just loved your book. It was a beautiful book. So thank you for bringing that into the world. It was like giving birth. And I watched you give birth. And I thought, this is (laughs) going to be painful.
1: (laughs) It was. (laughs) (laughs) and it was (laughs) i mean it's a beautiful book (laughs) it is (laughs) but it It took a while to get there (laughs)
2: yeah yeah but i thoroughly yeah i've read it in fact it wouldn't be wrong to say every more every day i'll it's on my desk and i'll pick it up and i'll think oh yeah i'll read a poem and it's my between calls and work it's my five minute go-to so that i mean i've got a wonderful husband who rushes in at certain hours and hands me a couple on my desk and says drink. You need, <laughs> you need fluids before you look like a raisin. And so, <laughs> so it's like, um, I, it's my five minute go-to and I just adore it. It's a beautiful book. I'm not going it, to, it's not going anywhere. People have said, can I take it and read it? Normally I say yes, but this is not. <laughs> it's like I, I hold it really. No, this is my go-to. So yeah, it's it's a fabulous book.
1: Well, thank you. You have no idea what it means to me to to hear you say that, um, especially because I think, you know, as, as writers or authors, we put our work out there and it's our self-expression. But we don't mm. we don't. Once it goes out there, it's it's up to the reader to interpret whatever it is that they want to interpret and take away what what it is that they take away. And so, you know, you sort of sort of lift your hands up and say, <laughs> it's not in my hands anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. <laughs> yeah
0: something to be yeah there's something to be said about that um writing and getting it done and then releasing it into the world with no control over what the outcome's going to be Suni did it surprise you that the poetry flowed from you and that it was different from novel writing
1: absolutely I did not I did not expect it at all um I've always loved reading poetry. Uh, I've enjoyed sort of the, the snippets that I feel poetry is able to convey um, because you know it's 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 a moment in time. And when you're when you're working on a novel or you're working in a story, you're trying to sort of convey progression. Um, whereas in a in a poem is just short and sweet, and sometimes it can be about. Something more extensive, but usually it's something about just you know short. And I didn't think that I had it in me to write poetry. Um, and in yeah. fact, I I came upon it in a in, in an accidental way, one could say, because it was through some of this writing that I do for myself that I realized. Yeah. That a lot of the lines that I was writing or the sentences sounded l- sort of like lyrical. And when I when I oh. sat back and read them and started putting them out um, in, in stanzas, that's when it hit me that I was writing poetry. Um, and that, and once, once that shift happened, that I said, oh wow, I think I have a poem, they yes. I think I inadvertently opened up myself to poetry you didn't see. <laughs> before i knew everything was a poem everything was (laughs) oh it gets like that yeah and so sonny they just flowed from you
0: over that period of time they just kept coming and you just they just kept because i'm not a poetry writer so i can't imagine what that that process um is, is like and to hear you say that they just it took you by
1: surprise and then it just flowed from you. That's amazing. Yeah, and they just kept flowing. I don't, poetry, unlike novel writing, I don't sit down and say, okay, I'm gonna write a poem today. Um, They just come and they come in the most unexpected times, (laughs) places. I mean, I could be reading something and I think of a poem. I could be watching something. I could be having a conversation with somebody. I could be sitting out somewhere and they come. The only time I actually have, for instance, a dedicated time for the poems is when I'm editing because I do edit quite a lot. I don't just share yes. the first thing that comes out because that usually is not that good. Why not? <laughs> Why ever not? <laughs> so the only when when I do sit down and sort of edit the poems, that's when I say, okay, now I'm going to work on the poems. But when they first come, I, I just I think once I shifted my mindset into recognizing yes. that I did have the ability to write poetry, I just allowed that kind of inspiration to, to to happen. And so now I don't, you know, for instance, I wrote maybe six poems in the last two days, but I haven't written a single poem in two <gasps> months prior to. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the way it happens. It's like we open a door. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's like you open a door, like all of a sudden there's this influx of, whoa, what is happening? (laughs) But then you're quiet for a long time and that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. I must admit, you know,
2: it's um, the process of writing poetry differs from writing novels, would
1: you agree? Absolutely. And and that's when, you know, I can sit down and say, okay, I'm going to work on my novel now. And I don't have to have not that i don't need the inspiration of course i do need the inspiration but it's ju- it's just a different process and i think mm-hmm. with the the novel writing i mean i do incorporate and i think we all do incorporate our own lives into the novel um and so you're you're trying to think back to certain situations or certain circumstances and portray that on paper whereas for me at least the poem is what is happening in this moment right now mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it, yeah it's a it's a different it's a different creative process.
2: Certainly as the found when I started writing poetry, the heart came into it a lot, you know, because I was here in Australia totally on, on my own. Uh, all my family lived across the mm-hmm. New Zealand, and I found the heart coming into it big time there. And it was always three the magic magic wishing hour in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. But as you said, mm-hmm. I could be on the train going to work in town in perth city (laughs) and it was frustrating because i had this rhyme (laughs) and it was almost in time to the wheels you know and it was like the old the old things that i used to teach your kids when they got on the train i think i can i think i can and time to that it it was a cadence and so yeah i agree with you it it happens like when you haven't got a notebook all hell breaks out you know you want to scratch it on the wall you want to i've got this poem what do i do but i want to give birth you know and it's like I always carry a notebook with me. I learned my lesson. Carry a notebook and a pen. Always. Because <laughs> I never know when it's going to strike. And it's, it is a literally a strike.
1: Mm-hmm. And here
2: you are. Do something with it. And you think, oh, I better write this down. Uh-oh. I've got nothing to write it down. So memo to <laughs> all the time. Take a notebook.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Although I use my phone a lot for that. I mean, that's the thing that unless I'm driving, of course, I can do it. Then. <laughs> if I I'm sitting that. somewhere, I'll start. I may not write out the whole poem, but if the words come and I want to capture it, I, I'll just either write it as a note or in fact, email myself so that the next time I sit down, I at least have those words in front of me. But I also... Oh, I carry papers you know like i have a poem yeah. written by hand um that just came to me that i that i wrote down so it, yeah it's it's about having something <laughs> at your disposal yeah. at all times do you have a favorite place where you like to write poetry oh um do i have a favorite place (laughs) i would say looking out of windows probably when it happens the most often i don't know that that is uh, you know a a dedicated place but usually somehow windows tend to be very um inspiring in a way i think they somehow are channeled to creativity
2: (laughs) what about like the shapes of windows there's four there's round there's there's all sorts of shapes of windows i'd find that inspiring and i'd I'd want to actually write a, a poet a poem or a book, a poetry called Windows. How's Ooh. that? There you go.
1: There you go. There you go.
2: Between two poets, there you go.
1: <laughs> I think you need to write that one down, Kez.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I was Your just co-author. thinking the same thing. We'll just <laughs> we'll just cut the show there and let Kes <laughs> write that poetry. Out. <laughs> that's the way to do it though girls when the creativity strikes you have to make the most of that time because you never know when it's going to um to come again for some people for other authors that we've spoken to their process they can actually go i'm gonna write from 4am till 6am and then I'm going to do XYZ and then I'm going to write again from 4pm to Mm 6pm so some people write that but um, I know Kez you just write when you need to write and Suni you're saying you write when you need to write And there's not so some people seem to be really disciplined and others seem to be really um, tap into their creative flow in a different way some people need to write in a certain space like they have a an office where that's where they have to write and others are like scribbling notes down on um, serviettes and what have you do you um, And i know some others actually speak out their content onto their phone or a little uh, recorder of some description so there seems to be a lot of different ways in which the creation of the poetry and the novels happens do you have a favorite though sonny is the window scene a kind of a favorite space creative
1: space for you um, it. I mean, there, there's a window in front of me, there's a window behind me, yes, <laughs> um, and where yes. I'm sitting right now, this is where I work the, the, the most, uh, but mm-hmm. I really don't have a particular place, I mean, I am one of those people who will be writing on a napkin or a post-it or yeah. a piece of paper, and often that I, for me to sit down, I will have scraps of paper that, you know, then I have to polish, I also write um kind of off the seat of my pants I don't I don't create a story Uh and write the story from start to finish I sort of just see what comes out and then I start piecing it together and so I think I am able to be more adaptable um Mm. in in the writing and and I also don't have specific times I I let the writing come when it when it comes although that being said if I decide I need to sit down at two o'clock and start writing I can do it um but I usually just to go with what is happening in the day
0: yeah yeah and Kez spoke before about that um hour between two and three in the morning which lots of spiritual people talk about um that as being a very creative space um are you ever woken up during the night with creative ideas flowing
1: I am. And that's when the phone also becomes very useful, because if I don't, if yeah. I don't somehow write it down, um, I either will lose sleep and not be able to go back to sleep because then it stays in my head or, you yes. know, I'm afraid that the thought will be gone. <laughs> and I will forget. It. And I also don't want to have to wake up to turn on a light, whereas the phone immediately, you can just grab it and, and write the thought. Yes. So I, That's what I tend to do. But it doesn't happen to me. Often it happens to me every once in a while, so it's not a mm. regular thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Showers are other places that it's oh,
2: summer. bath, <laughs> <A> bath, yeah, <laughs> amazing. I've never had so many soggy poems in all my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just had a vision of beautiful big bubble bath and kids madly riding time uh, to get the vision out of your head. Not, not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous it is beautiful because I had the vision. same image
1: go in my head. So <laughs> oh, yes, see? It's, yeah,
2: see? <laughs> it's the bubbles. <laughs> so Tony, <laughs> sorry, Sonny. We're getting off the subject girls. <laughs> Me on <in> the bar. <laughs> got. <laughs> Sunny, read me a poem please from one of your books, a little short piece if you
1: can. Definitely. So this is one of the um one of the first poems I actually wrote um, and if I haven't said this already, uh, a lot of the poetry that I wrote came um at the beginning of covid when You know, we were just starting to go into lockdowns. Um, I was spending a lot of time alone. And I think that's why, you know, I was able to open into this introspective uh, place. Uh, And so this one is called All Is Well. All is well, I am meant to feel. Despite the numbers, rising fear and anger, inequity and injustice. Shake the world, a hurricane, tornado, typhoon, clearing the space, for kindness, inclusivity, and harmony. It's what we need, an accepting community, a compassionate must, to get everything back, all is well.
2: Mm, that's nice, it's deep, it's very deep, yeah. Now, if you were in a poetry room, they'd be doing this, because that's really good, yeah. They've <laughs> sitting like a poetry room, they, when they approve, they all click their fingers, and the first time I went to one, I thought, what are they doing, what are they doing? <laughs> Do you
1: attend Poetry slams, Sonny? Sorry? Do you attend Poetry slams? I have virtually. Um, The thing is, you know, poetry was something that came to me um, when the start of COVID. And so I haven't really attended a lot of live events, but I have done uh, virtual ones. And they're a lot of fun. I mean, those were times Mm -hmm. when I realized that, you know, even if you get um, part of this, Sort of inspiration of of just hearing from other people and sharing uh, poetry, which I think is absolutely wonderful.
2: Mm. It certainly is. Yeah. There's a um, with MMH. Um, is it Kelly Kelly Van Kelly Van Nelson? You would have have you ever met Kelly?
1: She's I have a, not met her, but I have read her poetry book.
2: Yeah. So she runs a lot of poetry slams, and I know they're global. They're amazing. Some of her, uh, Different poetry to yours, and I, I find that also amazing that we're all such we're all so different when we write. We're all so different, and yet it's all one big sisterhood, really. It is. Mm-hmm.
1: It is, and, and and I think that's the beauty of, in fact, any form of writing is that everything is so different, than mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're ex- expressing, um, you know, it's your experience or your view or uh, your perspective, um, and it's just so beautiful to see the range of everything that that becomes available. I mean there is something for everyone out there that's right yeah tony you had a question i do
0: um when where when i was prepping for um the program there was a lovely little poem that you liked by Ganya white and so i thought i'd quickly read it to the audience and then i'll ask you about it so this little poem goes what if our religion was each other if our practice was our life if prayer was our words if the temple was the earth if the forests were our church if holy water the rivers lakes and oceans what if meditation was our relationships if the teacher was life if wisdom was self-knowledge if love was the center of our being. Why do you like that poem? I love it incidentally by the way the first time mm, I read time. it I thought we have to put that on the show um, because it has such a depth within it. Why is that your favorite song?
1: Uh it's my favorite for many many reasons. Uh you know, I think it embraces humanity and mm. it embraces mm-hmm. Us as <laughs> people connected to the earth. A lot of times, I think we have this mm. perception of we're separate, uh, separate from each other, fra- separate from nature, as if they're two different things. Um, we sometimes seek to judge. <laughs> Rather than see the commonality. Yeah. And so it's when I, I remember when I the first time I read the poem and I and I countered it, to me, it felt so beautiful because I I think what it's seeking to do is connect us and see that yeah. you know we're all the same and we have more similarities than we recognize. And we also have um, a reverence for for where we are currently and that's enough rather than trying to look for it outside of ourselves or elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and and that's why I, I just <clears throat> I that poem. I mean it's it's something that I come back to on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um uh when I read it I'm just like, oh goodness, that's that's sort of my vision for what humanity or what we need to head towards as a human existence where we understand how connected we are not only to each other but to the earth itself and that we need to really be protecting each other and earth and be connected for us to survive as human beings and i wonder if um covert is not the great precursor to a more uh connected humanity and and more of that idea about protecting each other and protecting the earth and making sure that it goes on for our grandkids and our grandkids um, which caused me to think of all of those things when i first read that poem um with your background i'm wondering if if you that sense of being connected to mother earth let's just call it mother earth that sense of being connected to mother earth that actually um is part and parcel of those modalities isn't it so it's about the energy of crystals it's about the life force of humans it's about um, making sure that those energies are free flowing uh, do mm-hmm. you find that that brings those concepts through come through from your practice to your writing
1: yes i mean i mean i think part of that knowledge is within us and i think the moment that we start Mm. opening it ourselves up to the reality that everything has energy and everything impacts one another uh Mm. and that in in seeing for instance somebody um heal, even if you're just healing yourself, you're opening up that ability in all of us to heal. Uh, so that, yeah. that is definitely something that I've seen through the, the practices that I've had. Uh, and it is something that I also try to bring into my writing. And I remember um, in fact, and I think it was during the, the Reiki course that I took, which was one of the first modalities that I learned. Um, And that was in saying that the moment that you open up yourself to healing, you open up the world to healing. And we tend to think that, you know, we as individuals don't necessarily make an impact. Like sometimes that we we have to do something big in order to to impact the world. And really Um, the moment that you start healing yourself, you're opening up the world to also heal because it's one less hurt person walking around or one less disease person walking around. Um, and so that, that is, you know, part of what you open yourself up to the more that you explore, I think, healing modalities. Um, and so, yeah. so yes, that, very much so. Mm, I agree.
0: Um, I've been, it's a wonderful subject to talk about because, um, I've just been listening to a whole series of trauma, uh, movies and talks by, um. Uh, dr Matei, gabrielle Mate, um about trauma and the healing of trauma and the the concept that there are so many humans that are hurt and and traumatized that we actually are not starting from a a, a clear healed space and we need to get back to that idea mm-hmm. that um we have the capacity to Heal ourselves that we have the wisdom and knowledge to do that and that we need to be more focused on that healing because once humans start to heal and um then we have that capacity to to heal mother earth so to speak and to stop mm-hmm. you know things like pollution and, and and all the rest of it and i guess that's the power of poetry and poetry writing is some of those concepts can be very deeply entwined in your work, Sonny.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why, um just having an openness um, is so important because you know we we tend to look at other people and look at the differences first rather than yes. have a I agree. place. And I think the more that you express compassion, whether it's through poetry or other forms of writing, hopefully that helps um, you know bring an, a, 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 a bigger amount of understanding, and that you know we're all in this together. Uh, and in a way, we all have all experienced hurt and trauma and terrible situations, and in having that ability to give people the space to heal, we we, we help each other um in in, yeah. in that process and, and yeah i mean you can express a lot of that through through poetry and through writing
2: oh, mm. definitely so there's in, in your life in your poetry life you from what i'm hearing in your poetry life you Well, it's not really a poetry life. It's a writer's life, isn't it? You can't divide the two. It's a writer's life. Yeah. So Hmm. I actually read one of your books coming up. And yeah, I realized then that just how very deeply that you consider um, calling us planet home, (laughs) our earth, we call it home, and how deeply you consider friendships. And that came across to me in your poetry as well.
1: Just yeah, because ex- I I see, you know, I, I, I do consider things a lot. I'm a I'm a thinker. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> I'm a thinker, I'm an yeah. introspector, I'm contemplative. Uh, and so I, I do look at, you know, the world around me, and that includes everything. That includes nature, that includes earth, that includes family, that includes friendships. Um, I I think in particular with um COVID, it it provided um, a chance for us to not take relationships for granted. Um, And this was something that I reflected a lot in in the poetry book and Embody because I was alone when I wrote the the poems. Um, I I have since um, moved in with my parents, so I'm not by myself anymore, but the first four months, which is when a lot of the poetry came out of me or when I wrote a lot of it, and so in in being isolated you really consider who your friends are why they're mm-hmm. your friends what makes a friendship what makes mm-hmm. a relationship what makes family what doesn't and a lot of that mm-hmm. is reflected in in what i put out so yes i did <laughs> consider it a lot um and it is something that has has stayed with me since i've written the the poems um and i think mm-hmm. you know even in in terms of healing and looking at other people, you really consider um, what makes a person um, be joyous, or what makes a person be who they are, and that is something that I also try to bring about in in Mm -hmm. the poem. Mm -hmm. There was uh,
2: a couple of poems there, I haven't got the book in front of me at the moment, but a couple of poems there that showed um, absolute respect for your friendships and your family, because they were written with Great respect, and anyone that that doesn't write would not. I don't think they'd pick it up. But anyone that is a writer in any form, even if you are a, a writer with the government, um, even if you're a, a scribe with the government, it's the respect was there, and I really appreciated reading it because it's um, it unfolded. You know, I know that the word that you called the book wasn't unfolded, but I felt like it was unfolding me in um, caring and sharing and. I appreciate it, thank you.
1: Well, thank you for saying that. And if I may, I actually have a poem that I wrote that was in terms of um, connections. Uh, it, ironically, that the, the title of the poem is called Journey to Self-Love, um, but it actually encompasses a lot of what we've been discussing. It's sort of a self-reflection, it's a look at how connections and people are there for you at certain points when you need um, them and how, you know, we're, we're part of the earth. So if you allow me, I'll just read it real quick. Sure. Um, yes. It's called Journey yes. to Self-Love. Through every bump, burn, and scratch, wrinkle and pimple, stretching near and far, I have been with you. In every curl, whisk, and fizz, blimp and dimple, crowning me into oblivion, I have been with you. Every time I was left waiting, withdrawn and taunted, not wanting to be put down, let down, I have been with you. Through every trip and discovery, connection and relation, a forced journey of awakening, I have been with you. Everything I have for me and from me, the life I have lived, I have been with you. Every time I stand up to be myself and who I am, all the the love around me, I have been with you.
2: Oh, that's
0: deep. That's lovely. that's beautiful. Mm. Just Mm. beautiful. Sonny, do you think that this whole pandemic, I feel, is as terrible as it's been and as traumatic as it has been for many people, I actually feel like it's something that we needed to have. It's almost like humanity was forced to sit with ourselves to accept something that has caused great change great change across the planet and i actually feel like it's been a time for people to be introspective to look at where they are in life and examine what's important And I know from listening to lots of different things across media and in business, that lots of people are actually doing that. They're actually going, Mm. well, no, I don't want to live in a city anymore. I want to live Mm. in the country or I don't want to commute to work. I want to work from home. Um, Do you think, do you feel like it's something that humanity needed to have to slow us down and cause us to reflect? Mm. Because there's lots of amazing... Uh, art, music, writings, poetry, coming out of this time, as I believe there will be great innovation and technology as well. What do you think, Sonia? Sorry, you go, I was going to ask you first, and then ask Kez for her opinion as well.
1: (laughs) I mean, I do agree. And I think, you know, because we had all this time to be at home and V- evaluate what was important and what wasn't important i think it's almost like you didn't have a choice but to consider what was worthwhile what you enjoyed and what you didn't yeah. enjoy and and, and I, I see it around me in that i see so many people either starting to write or those people exactly. who had an intention um but never had the time all of a sudden making the time uh, and and yeah. finding, you know, that that they value the things that they're doing for, for themselves mm-hmm. or the things that, you know, they, they find meaningful. And it's interesting, at least in the city where I live, you know, you, you see a lot of um, help wanted signs and there's a lot of advertisements for, for work and there doesn't seem to be people who want to take them, but I think it's because people uh-huh. are now saying is that really what I want to do or yeah. is there something better that I can do for myself or something that will be more fulfilling rather than you know just a job to yeah, pay the bills yeah, yeah, yeah. so I do mm. feel that that's something that is is being shared um by us as a whole
2: mm. I think fulfilling I think is the word the I really do mm. you know it's um just over here in Australia um I find that mm. People are heading for the country, bringing their kids up with chickens and goats and lambs, and goodness knows what sort of animals, teaching them uh, more grounding ways, more fulfilling life. Nothing more fulfilling than going out and uh, an egg up that's still warm, uh, or feeding the animals in the morning. And Tony, you would know more about that than me. I've got a big garden out the back. So <laughs> I actually go and talk to my animals. I do my plants, not my animals. But, um, <laughs> it's a crazy lady in the neighbourhood. <laughs> talk to a plant. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I do agree that fulfilling is the actual connection word here. Just watching how and, and making it, making ourselves more global than, you know, we're, we're working from home, so we're shut in a room. So we don't see what's going on outside. And, and I've, seen, um, I've seen the change in my neighbours and their children. Um, I've seen when the, the lockdown was on. I had this massive uh three-car driveway so um i invited the children to come into the driveway and draw I, I i supplied the chalk so i would stay in the window inside and wave to them while they drew me pictures it was a way of still keeping that connection up so fulfilling for me i don't have my grandchildren here in australia so um it was fulfilling for me and i found a lot of other people were sharing their plants sharing their food uh, dropping it off at the doorway um, sharing the toilet paper, mm. even dropping it off the doorway, <laughs> uh, I was being asked questions because my husband and I were, were looked upon as the senior ones in a very young neighbourhood um, and that made me think outside the box. They uh, they really care. Mm. They really do care mm. because mm. before it was, hi, how are you going and into the car and off and we were all at to blame. There was no mm. fulfilling our role as it used to be once when we all had nanas and granddads, cousins and that we used to go to their place and celebrate together yes. and that's been lost over the years. We just we just go on Zoom now and say, Merry Christmas, how are you going? See you later. Um but that needs to come back. That needs to come back. That, that that's the fulfilling part of it. So I agree entirely with you. I think the um the COVID thing has been meant to happen. I really do
0: yeah i i i've thought about it a lot and i can't come to any other inclusion conclusion rather that it's a time in history that we needed to happen and i kind of for for everyone that's sort of fighting against it or Mm. or or you know um thinking that it's the worst thing that's ever happened actually i just i can't see anything but good that will come out of it in so Um, many ways particularly uh, again around the the arts of of writing and painting and creating and sculpting um, and uh, technology and invention and because we need to have that space for great things to transpire and i um, kind of get a bit excited to think of what might come out of this time because Um, we won't see it for a little while but two um, years down the track we might be looking at amazing new technology yes you will certainly there'll certainly be amazing books and poetry and art because i've seen that just you know that's almost a given but i think that's a good thing for the earth
1: sonny what do you think I do agree, and I think what's interesting is, I mean, at least from my own experience and that of the people that I've um, kept in touch with during this time is that, you know, at the beginning when we were first facing lockdown, you were sitting there endlessly streaming, whatever it was, Netflix or whatever it may happen to be, but that got old very quickly. And Mm, so then you were kind of forced to find other ways to either entertain yourself. And I think that's what sparked Mm. people into wanting to bake or wanting to cook at home. And, you know, and all sorts of kinds of expression or write or, you know, have other forms of of connection. And, you know, uh, Kez mentioned Zoom, but I think in in a way, Zoom has also been uh, a, a great connector because yes. all of oh, a sudden, yes. you know you were able to touch base with people and make time for people that you mm. perhaps yes. wouldn't like i have a, a group of friends that we all went to college together and since covid started we've made it a commitment to speak to each other once a week um which never yeah. would have happened because out of the the group of us every single person lives in a different city around um, the world yeah. <laughs> we don't normally connect in the same way but now we had the time and we, we still continue it even though you know in some places um people are, are are more open and starting to to kind of travel and go out but we st- we still continue it and that's one of the things mm. that you can see as an example that there, there's beauty that's coming yes. out of this
2: yes. connection.
1: And that's what I, I agree creativity.
2: yeah mm, i agree entirely
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely i think that there, there are the good that um, that will um, come out of this, I'm hoping, will outweigh the terrible toll that the pandemic mm. has had on the world. And there has been a toll um, mm. in terms of human life and mental uh, illness and, and, and all the rest of it. But um, I, I think that it will be for the greater good eventually.
2: Yes.
0: Cause okay. we're just about out of time and you've got one final question for the lovely mm. Sunny. What is it?
2: The next book, Sonny. <laughs> I think I know the answer
1: to this one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next book, Sonny? Yes. So Embody is actually the first of a collection of three poetry books. Um and and all of the, the poems were written over the same or similar uh time period. So they're all linked. Um this uh, this book, this collection, Embody um, was about sort of um, coming to terms with what was happening uh, and really Mm. an expression of what was happening um, within. Uh, The next two books, um, which are Embrace and Embolden, are sort of that progression Mm. of that experience. Mm. Embracing was just that acceptance, um, you know, of saying, okay, well, here I am. Um, this is the reality, or this is the new reality, and embolden is more of how to have that help move us forward, or help, it, it, in my perspective, and what was happening, um, help kind of the, the the process forward. And so, those two books should be coming out soon. I don't have dates yet, but they're in the works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fabulous,
2: yeah! Can't wait for them. They just—it's just beautiful. Congratulations! Well, you. Yeah, and, and you came to be a bestseller.
1: I did surprisingly so Whoa. I reached number 1 um in women's poetry in Amazon Australia Yay. in the first week which was incredible. Of um, course I had no idea that that was going to happen but so so excited for that. Yes. Amazing Fantastic. what
2: happened. Yeah, it's amazing. And yeah. well done. Now- Congratulations
0: thank you congratulations i'm really glad that um people are reading and embracing poetry um particularly yours Sonny. it's it's just really really wonderful um just a quick mention that uh for those of you listening live we have all of sonny's links that will go into the chat box but sonny can you tell us please the best place to get your first poetry book
1: and body? Well, I have links to where you can find them. Um, right now, they're only on Kindle. The print version is um, coming out soon. Uh, And that can be purchased, um, so there's several versions, but there's a collector's edition that is a hardcover, that's what I have here. Uh, And there will eventually be a paperback um, or softcover edition as well, but they are not out yet. And the links for all of that are on my website. Um, And so they, if you go on my website, they'll link you to the Amazon page where you can get the Kindle version um, and to the page where you can uh, pre-order the hardcover books yeah i was just gonna say i was
0: just gonna say Sony that's just like poetry itself it's a beautiful beautiful name it just rolls thank off the tongue um lovely ladies we are just about out of time Sonny, thank you so much for sharing with us again
1: Thank you, for Conversation
0: with Kes. It's just beautiful to have you to talk about poetry, which um, it doesn't get a lot of airplay, and I'm so glad that we get to talk to you about it today. Kez, thank you for co-hosting a conversation You're with welcome. Kez with me again this week. <laughs> um, it's wonderful to talk to you each and every week. Lovely ladies, thank you so much. Uh, that's the show for this week. We will be back next week with another Conversation with Kez and my co-host, Kez Wickham-St. George don't forget to jump on to SonySing.com and find the links to her amazing poetry books and kez Wickham st george also has her links to all her books and she has the third in her series coming out very soon which we'll talk about a little bit later lovely ladies thank you so much for today that's our lot for this week bye for
1: now Bye. bye bye We'll be